and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome back uh, to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks. If you missed our first hour, by golly, you missed a really good hour. We uh, actually had Kip Kroger on. From uh, Ted Lasso, from uh, just several series, Shrinking, and uh, he got us ready for Ted Lasso. And I, before we jump back into the Panthers, I got to ask: Do you watch Ted Lasso, Jason Bryant? I don't have Apple TV. I'll I'll give you my password, okay? Uh oh, <laughs> dude, it is awesome. It is the best. It is right. I mean, of all the shows that are live, you know, I mean, not looking back at the Sopranos I or anything like that. It's the best show on TV right now. And it's it, to me, it's not even close. What about you, Jonathan? Uh, it, it's the one show. I think it's the show I'll most consistently watch. Um, like I said, we, myself and Summer, we binged the first two seasons. Me again, her for the first time in the span of two days. So Should I watch it without my wife or should I be nice? No, no. It's, it's, it's a yeah. super wholesome show. But uh, yeah, Connor would love it. Connor, I promise you, Connor, his son is 10 years old. Tell me he wouldn't love it, too. Oh, he would. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't It doesn't really have anything that you don't want a 10-year-old to see. Mm-hmm. So it's, Well, he, he's been around Brian, so, I mean, I don't think that's <laughs> God. Okay. Issue, right? John? There you go. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> again, if you missed the first hour, you missed a great interview with Kip Kroger. You can go to brianhanks.com. You can listen to it there, or if you listen to us live right now, then uh, join the replay at uh, 3 o'clock on, uh, right here on 960thebull and 960thebull.com. But uh, as we were ending our first hour there, uh, Jason and Jonathan are breaking down, and I'm letting them – this is YouTube because you two are my resident Panthers fans. Whoa, that was loud. Uh, you two were breaking down uh, this trade, uh, the Chicago Bears and the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers moving up to get the number one pick in the 2023 draft. And uh, just to just to give us the cliff notes of what you said to uh, Jonathan right there at the end of that first hour. Just talking about the Panthers stretching the field and being able to throw the ball down the field, and whether that's a quarterback problem or a line problem or a, a, a receiver problem. But I just never saw them throw the ball down the field and the handful of times they did it they were very successful doing it and it softened the defense up to where we could do more things i just i think we're way too conservative in our playing play calling oh yeah it's i i I would argue all the guys on the offense last year even though they may not most talented group were completely capable of doing that i think it was a play calling problem uh i think matt rule was a big part of that issue and uh, some of the offensive uh, coaches. And I think that kind of carried over with, uh, with Wilkes. Um, but I think we saw him open it up a little more towards the end of the season. Um, now, you probably remember the mid-2000s where the Panthers would be backed up third, 18. And they would, uh, they would run a halfback draw. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've seen this for years. It's a play-calling issue. Even though um, guys like... Terrence Marshall may not be the most talented. They're they're on their third and nine, and they're running you know shallow crossing routes, which that's not going to solve the problem. Yes, DJ Moore could have been the most explosive receiver in the NFL as far as what he could do after the catch, but he's he's not getting a first down every time after a crossing route when they've got nine ten yards to go. So yeah, I I understand the concern with that. Uh, My hope is after this trade, 
Uh, I've heard that DeAndre Hopkins is unhappy in Arizona. And I know uh, Mr. Tepper, the Panthers owner, is more than willing to open up his checkbook and make some trades to get DeAndre Hopkins in Carolina. And for somebody that only grew up about 100 miles from Charlotte, yeah. this would be a little bit of a homecoming for him. So that could solve a receiver issue. And we still have a second-round pick this year. Unbelievable, man. I just – I. I'm not opposed to the tra- trading up to number one if you got some conviction and you know what you're going to do, but they're not really saying anything. And then I I read something late last night that they were that they had talked to Andy Dalton, um, bringing they, him they in. Signed Andy Dalton. Did yep. they sign him? Yeah. Oh. So, they, they did sign uh, two years, thirteen million. Or I think there's eight million guaranteed in contract. That that screams uh, either. They want somebody to mentor a quarterback, or they want to have a backup quarterback that's not going to lose games. Wow. Um, kind of a la Derek Anderson during the Camden years. Yeah, my head's starting to hurt talking about this. Yeah, I bet it is for sure. Well, I'll tell you what, we got you here for a couple more minutes. I want to ask both of you, and Jonathan, I'll start with you. You are the GM of the Carolina Panthers. What are you doing? Are you keeping this pick? Well, you know, let's say you keep the pick. Who are you picking? Who is your quarterback you're picking at number one overall, Jonathan Massey? If I'm keeping the pick, I'm taking C.J. Stroud. Um, There's no question about it. I think he's more talented right now than Bryce Young. I think he's more NFL-ready than um, Anthony Richardson. Okay. Uh, Jason Bryant, same question. You're the GM. You're not trading the pick. Who's your number one? Who are you picking number one? Being being that I – I'm really into Bama football. I like Bryce Young, but I agree with everything Jonathan said. And I'll add in too that he's just too in my opinion, he's just too small. He would he would take a beating. Um he got roughed up a little bit. I had some shoulder issues with Bama. He really didn't do anything to make Bama lose. Um he 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 just didn't, but CJ Stroud is more of a I think has more talent now, and I think he has a little bit bigger upside than what Bryce Young does. I'd take C.J. Stroud. When it was released that uh, Bryce Young was 205 pounds, people got too excited about that, I thought. I mean, you know, because I think people were thinking he was going to be in that 180, 185 range or whatever. And when it, it just – people were just way too excited to see 205 on a scale there, Jason. He's 205 if he's got wet rags in his <laughs> – in his Con- drawers. concrete in his yeah, pockets I mean, that, and that kind of stuff he's small he's small i mean he's my size yeah i mean i can't well i'm 45 years old but i mean you know what i'm saying i mean five foot ten five foot eleven i mean i'm shrinking too shrinking <laughs> there you go ah, there you go the tv um, show shrinking but yeah. i mean you can't see over a i just don't see how they can do it i mean some of these offensive linemen six five six six you know 300 pounds you I can't see over those guys if they're standing in front of me. Yeah, there's nothing like getting hit in the back of the head by a football, you know, because the quarterback is 5'10 or 5'11 for sure. Well, Jonathan, final thoughts on this. We'll let you go with this. Uh, so the Panthers are in the situation that they're in right now. Okay, I mean, uh, and I mean, a lot of people are excited about it. And I guess you got to give them credit. They're trying to make something happen. But what what do you think happens? We've got, what, six weeks until the draft. What do you think ultimately happens? Do they trade down? Do they keep this pick? What happens with the Carolina Panthers uh, between now and the draft? 
Well, uh, real quick, let me piggyback off something Jason said. Bryce Young's playing weight was listed at 194, so that's probably a generous 194. Okay, exactly. Which tells me he added weight just so he would seem bigger at the combine. And plus, Benny didn't run drills because it would have affected his performance, um, which happens more often than we realize, but it's not with a 5 10 quarterback. Um, now, if I'm the Panthers this year, I'm going to try to trade back to four to the okay. Colts. Okay. Because the Colts, the Colts want to get in front of the pick. It's a, it's a division rival. They want to have their quarter, the quarterback of their team. Um, maybe that takes the Panthers out of the C.J. Young trade stakes. But I feel like at four, you can get Anthony Richardson, provided there's not another trade up to three because the Cardinals have paid Kyler out the wazoo, and they're not gonna they're not gonna draft another quarterback where they're playing millions on top of millions for Kyler. What is the um, what about? Well, let me say this real quick while you're continuing that thought. What about the? I've seen some thoughts out there that Arizona may try to trade out of the three to give somebody uh, that possibility of being able to to draft one of those three quarterbacks. And it's possible, you know. You got to, you kind of got to keep your eye on that because you don't want to trade back to four and end up with Will Levis. Um, the two quarterbacks that are most closely linked to the Panthers, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. You want to think you can get Richardson at four, trading back to four. You could probably get some of your some of your draft capital back that you sent to the Bears. Um, it would be a masterclass in in GMing by Scott Titterer. But I, I find it unlikely. I think the Panthers are going to end up being stuck with the first overall pick. Well, there you go. Well, listen, uh, Jonathan Massey, I'm glad we had this time together here, dude, to to talk a little Carolina Panthers. And I feel like we've now given it enough attention because yes. well, I really hadn't done it uh, in the past. I guess the trade went down Thursday, and today's Wednesday, so we're right at seven days that I've not really had a chance to do anything. Dude, I appreciate it. You must have dropped Maris off. What it is. Are you there? Sorry, yeah, Mike. I guess I was going to a dead spot. Oh, it's yeah, I think we've given it plenty of attention now. <laughs> Very good. Hey, listen, dude. Thank you so much. We will talk to you soon, dude, okay? Thank you, sir. There you go. That's, John- you That's Jonathan Massey. guess he went through a couple of dead zones there, dude. <laughs> we- could have been his Bluetooth, too. It could have been that, too. i tell you what. Uh, we've got Jason Bryan in here for uh, uh, next 25 minutes, and we're going to do the birthday game after that. But before we do that, let's thank uh, our ty- or our sponsor of the big. In- You're the big interview today, Jason Bryan. How the about big that interview? You are. You know who brings us a big interview every day? Um, I could guess. <laughs> UNC Lenore Healthcare. Care. You sell the ads on me, and I guess you know you, you definitely Jenkins. Know. Beverly Jenkins and UNC Lenore Healthcare. They are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at lenore.org or visit a comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly and all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare. And one of our mutual friends had surgery yesterday, and I've already been messaging with him today. Uh, uh, he's at UNC Lenore Healthcare. Danny Rice. Did he? Yep. Uh, he, and I should know. I think it, uh, knee surgery. He had uh, knee yeah. surgery or hip surgery or ankle okay. surgery. or He had some surgery to his lower body. How's that? 
And he's going to listen that to this, and I'm giving up. him a shout-out, and I'm not even sure what his He's probably was. listening live. Hey, Danny, hope you're doing well. <laughs> he is. I'm sure he is. And uh, But we've been mentioning he said uh, he's doing well this morning. Uh, they already had him up and try, and walking yesterday. so uh, They get you up quick, man. They absolutely do. But uh, but thank you to UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview and, and all our day one sponsors, LCC. And I, I'm saying this because you're in here. I love it. LCC, UNC Lenore Healthcare. You're going to hear about GoEco Office Automation uh, here in a little bit uh, when we do the birthday game. Spence Automotive, Woman Life, Arendelle Parrot Academy, and then uh, the Kinston Police Department who yes. are looking for police officers. They right are. Now. Have you thought about becoming a police officer? Never. <laughs> Never. Hey, those, hey, dude, you've got to be a special breed of person. I appreciate be. everything I they do. do. I appreciate the effort they're doing. Um, they've ramped it up here mm-hmm. with Keith Goyette, fine, fine man. And uh, he's got a great team behind him, and they are utilizing every resource they have. And if, if you um, are looking for something and you want to make a change or you're young and you want to go through the academy and stuff that they have, then – Give it a shot because we would love to have you here in in the city of Kinston and um, helping keep my home safe and everybody else safe and just doing the work of the community. Absolutely. And that phone number is 252-939-3208 if you would like to be, uh, if you'd like to be considered to be a police officer here in Kinston. And uh, executive producer, you're the sales executive to the stars, but the uh, executive producer of the show, Linda Whittington, said it was a knee for – Danny, and that's what I said originally. I just, but Court, then as soon as I said it, let's go courtside to Linda Whittington. Can you give us an update <laughs> on Danny Rice? Yes, it's a knee injury. He'll be out four to six weeks. There you go. He's he'll be ready to play basketball again here in about four to six weeks. Okay, let's talk some NCAA. You didn't bring your bracket in with you. Do you have it memorized? I mean, I I know the Final Four. Okay, I'm excited to hear this. Uh, Jason Bryant. I mean, I think I'm going to pleasantly surprise you with my pick. Is it going to be breaking news, or have I already told you? I've talked to so many people, I can't. I don't know. We talk. So much. I tell you what. Before we run out of yeah, we do. Before we run out of time, though, I do want to talk some trez. Do you want to do that now, or do you want to wait? Until yeah, we can we just talk? touch on it. But I mean, speculation, speculation. I don't want to. Well, not even speculation. You had a chance to listen yesterday. Show, yeah, I did. Right? I did. Just your thoughts. I mean, that's more than anything. I don't even want. I just want. You're someone who has been very close to. Uh, to, to Trez and his four years that he was at Kinston yeah. High School and then his couple of years now that he's been up in Chapel Hill. I just wanted your reaction, your thoughts on what Trez I'll, said yesterday. I'll summarize it by saying that um, Don Trez is Carolina born and bred. He bleeds Carolina blue. Yep. Um, I have always – I always knew where he was going. Um, with Brandon, I didn't. Um, I felt like Brandon was a wild card. Um, I knew he loved Duke. He grew up a Duke fan, so in the back of my mind, I thought we had a chance at getting him, but I really thought Brandon would do something silly and go to Kansas or something just to break the mold of the Or Kinston. Kentucky. Kentucky was in there. Or the, yeah. going the Kinston route to Chapel Hill. You know, that was a pipeline then. You know, well, at the time, it was Jerry and Reggie, and it was – but anyway, um, I always knew where Trez was going. Um, and to see Trez anywhere but Carolina – um, would not be ideal for him, but I also feel like he's in a position where he has to do what's best for Dontrez. And ultimately, um, me, my family, you, er- everybody else wants the best for him, whether it's, um, I'm just using him for an example, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, which played last night in the first four. If he goes and he and he's able to be a contributor and play college basketball, I don't care where he goes. Yeah. 
I don't. But I think the writing's on the wall. There's something there. You know, we'll find out about it. He's he's not going to throw anybody under the bus. And too we'll prob- classy. We'll probably publicly never know the real answer. Um, we might know privately where we can't talk about it. And 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 I would never yeah. throw him under the bus like that. But there's there's definitely something going on in Chapel Hill, and um, not quite sure what it is. But there's a lot of disconnect there. Uh, for some reason, even even the here's some index cards. Write down what you want to do. To know we didn't do that. To we were told. You know, there's just there's something there. Here's what bothered me about it. And believe me, I was in sort of the eye of the storm yesterday as this was blowing up, and we had him on the show. And then uh, uh, R.L. Bynum, uh, mm-hmm. you, former sports editor, actually of the Kansas Free Press, contacted me and. Uh, had was li- had been listening to the show yeah. live and was just blown away. And then he wrote a story about it for Tar Heel Tribune. Then it just blew up off that. But the thing that bothered me, USA Today had a story out that three parents and of three pl- or parents of three players said that they voted for it, that the players voted for it. But then uh, Trez, who I believe implicitly said it you know was not voted for and so it just there's so much confusion up there man and we knew here's i was in the locker room thursday night after virginia beat carolina and and you know of course i talked to trez we had the interview here on the air friday morning but even listening in i didn't talk to anybody else but i was listening in to the other interviews with bay cotton with uh pete nance and uh those guys and to a person you knew then and i mean i'm not a you know i that's yeah. only the second time i've been in the carolina locker room all year you knew then they weren't accepting the nit i mean it was already i mean they were talking to uh nance and he was talking about yeah you know i had a great time in my first year here and i'm never going to forget it and blah 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 they were all listen they were already talking as if the season was over yeah. and that was thursday night dude yeah but then they have a shoot around on friday mm-hmm. this is coming from a guy up in greensboro that uh, honestly, he doesn't have anything else to do because he he's all wrapped up in it. He he reads this stuff all the time. But you know, he said that that they were given index cards to write down their opinion. You know, but that goes against what we what we heard yesterday. Is it possible that certain people got index cards? I can't answer that. All I can tell you is I believe what the young man told you yesterday because yep. he wouldn't lie to you. Nope, under no circumstance. And so take it for what it's worth. There's just a lot of stuff going on, but I love you. I've talked enough about Carolina because once, once Trez walks out and outside anybody else that I know that plays basketball for Carolina or football for Carolina, I could care if they win another game. Yeah, so, I feel and, and Linda feels the same way too. I'm sure, right? Yeah, just say yes. 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 <laughs> there you go. Okay, hey, just. But not, not making light and of you're it. too I mean, close to the serious... situation, probably, for me to ask you this question. And if you are, then just refuse to answer. But uh, does he train? I mean, if I was, dude, I did a couple of radio hits yesterday up in the triangle, and I was asked this question of, mm-hmm. "What do I think? Is he staying or is he going?" And I and I hated to be obtuse, but I was like, you know what? Is I'm uncomfortable ask, answering that because I feel like I'm a little bit too close to the situation. But I can say here with you and I talking and with our listeners. I really feel like he's gone, and well, and whatever he does, we're going to support him, like you yeah. said minutes ago. But I, can't I just t- look at this, and I don't see how he he goes back now after you know some of the stuff that's been. I said can't there. tell you what he's going to do. Yeah, I can tell you if if my love for the university 
is what his is. I think he's given them enough due diligence of, of two years of of his basketball career to not pan out. Um, it's not a lot of these kids now go in for a year and they don't get to play in time or the accolades they want and they take their ball and they go home and they go somewhere else. That is not the situation. Trez, no. there's nothing to suggest to me that the situation is going to be better for him as a junior than it was as a sophomore. They've got the number one class coming in, okay? I mean, if, if that class. sticks. If it sticks, you're right. And But but you don't even know who's coming back. Baycott's coming back. I mean, from everybody I talked to in Greensboro last week. Alanda. Well, dude, and part of it is, and this is where the NIL comes in, Jason, he made $1.2 million through the NIL this past year. Yeah, why Baycott would, did. Why would you go anywhere? Why would you? You're not even – dude, I look at draft projections all the time. You know, I talking to Richard every week, I'm a big NBA fan anyway, so I like to see who from the uh, ACC yeah. or locally or whatever is going to be going to the NBA. Baycott's look, not even – listen, man. Baycott's not even uh, a, a second-round pick. They look, don't have him projected as a second-round pick, dude. Don't get it twisted. I'm not against the NIL at yeah, all. Yeah. There's no college student that needs that much money. One point two million you, dollars to play basketball. And I guess you. Caleb had like five or six hundred thousand dollars he was making last year. You know, and it just I mean, I know Joe Hargett's got a lot of money, but Trez just <laughs> needs to Trez just needs to go <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. But I mean Well he does have a lot of money though. I would <laughs> Yeah. That one point two million dollars is giving Trez a state Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Um but no, uh the only thing I can speak to is if I was him, I'd leave. Yeah, I don't well, know where I'd go, and, and I, we're spending and, way too and much. I'm not going down that road. Yeah, I was about to, you're not. No, nah, I'm target. Not. I can tell you this is where I would I would love to see him at state. I know that he and Kevin Keats had a really good relationship, and Kevin has spoken very well of him. When we had uh, Tuesdays with Trez, when they were getting ready to play Carolina or play state both times. He spoke very well of Coach Keats in the recruiting process. Wouldn't mind seeing him go to Clemson. I, I t- and he would never do this, but God, wouldn't it be awesome to see him at ECU? It would. And he would it be would a rock been. star. He would be a super. I really think, I don't know about superstar, but he'd be the leading scorer at ECU, and he would probably, I think, anyway, anyway, don't throw out, don't uh, discount Vanderbilt. I think there's a chance that he might end up at Vanderbilt. Dude. I think there's zero chance he goes to Vanderbilt. Really? No. Okay. Okay, I can respect that. He played with CP3. Yeah, that's true. In AAU, he did. Where's Damien going? Because Damien's not declared for the portal yet, but it's coming. I don't know. I mean, he'll go I to Vanderbilt. I could see him go to Vanderbilt. Yeah. But not Tress. No. Yeah, you're probably right. You're right. Okay. Jerry's just too much of an in-your-face coach for Tress's liking, I believe. But anyway, we're speculating now. We're just, did you watch last night's game? No. Vanderbilt, second round. They've made it now. To, they beat Yale last night. Pretty easily. Now they play Michigan. I think that's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. oh, God. Vanderbilt versus Michigan in the second round of the NIT in Nashville. Can, can we just bypass that game and just let Jerry and Jawan Howard go to half court and just go at it? He would wear Jawan out. Listen, Jawan. Yeah. <laughs> he, ain't got, he ain't got nothing for Jerry, dude. I'm no. telling you. Okay. NCAA tournament. Technically, it's underway as we had two games last night. Pitt won last night, barely giving the uh, barely giving the ACC a win, uh, but, uh, but just that—that's a huge 
in my opinion, when you look at the grand scheme of things, you look at all the love the SEC got, okay, and all the bids they got, and then you look at uh, the ACC, that's a, that's a huge step, and I might go back and change some of my brackets because of that because I, I look at the matchups between conferences, and I try to find which conference is overrated and going to – because there's always one. It's either going to be the Big Ten. Who got the most in? It's eight yeah. entries. I think it's the Big Ten and then the SCC the or the Big 12. Yeah. One of those will only get one or two teams to the Sweet 16, and the rest will be out after the first weekend. Wow. It's going to happen. Oh, it always does. You're right. You're right. And, and, and we'll see. That win, to me, was the number five pit team. Versus the middle of the road SEC team, yes, it's only a one point victory, but it's on a neutral court. It counts. Yeah. So that tells I might do some adjusting. Pitt was one shot away from being the number one team in the ACC, though. Right, but it doesn't. Duke was a cheat. They got cheated out of that game up at Virginia of being the number one seed in but the that, ACC. But Pitt being the number one seed doesn't change anything for me. They're still the same team. Okay. They would just have a number one by beside them, other than a than a five. Are you going to be shocked at all if Pitt? Uh, they are now going to be playing Iowa State. Would you be at all shocked if they beat Iowa State? Pitt's a wild card. It depends on what Pitt team shows up. I think they could, um, but no. I think I've seen Iowa State in some some situations this year, and I think they're a little bit more explosive than what Pitt is. I like it. That voice you're listening to is Jason Bryant this morning here on uh, the Brian Hank Show. He's our big interview here in the second hour. Let's dive into this. Uh, uh, who, who are your final four teams? I have Bama, Marquette, UCLA, and Texas. That's kind of chalky. Kind of chalky. Yeah. Marquette's a two seed. Bama's the number one overall seed. What, did you say Texas? Yeah. Dude, that's so crazy. Dude, I've got uh, – We'll get to mine here in a little bit too, dude. I've got uh, and who was your other one? UCLA, UCLA. Yeah, dude, they should have been a one seed. I thought, but I got, I still got some soul searching to do because I might change it because for some reason, where do you have Duke going out? Because Marquette. Okay, okay. I just think, I mean, that puts Duke winning two, two games. So, which gives them 11 in a row. At some point, it's got to stop. I think it's unrealistic to think they can win, you know, 12, 13 in a row and do it all. Um, but here's the way I look at it. Okay, they've got these first-round games in Orlando, first and second-round games, which, which they're going to win. Which is stupid, by the way. Oh, my God. Can I mention this real quick, and then we're going to move on? What is the NCAA thinking? You got Kentucky – Kansas State, who else in Greensboro? I don't know, but it's ridiculous. But, I mean, you got Virginia and Duke going to freaking Orlando. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, honest, and then I'm not going to talk about this anymore. Duke should have been the three seed in that region and been where Kansas State is. Mm -hmm. Look at the records between Kansas. Look at the – compare the records of Kansas State and Duke. Yeah. Go ahead. What's the records? I don't have it right here. Duke is 26-8. and Okay. I think Kansas State was – 25 and 9. I've got a bracket without records here in front of me. So. Oh, what was that, the cheap one? 
No, it's the ESPN <laughs> one. It's the ESPN one. By I, the way, I, I want to say I'll this I'll pull here. it up while you do that. Okay, by the way, uh, well, let me tell you mine real quick. Uh, my final four, I've got Alabama, which I think everybody in the world has Alabama coming out of that bracket. Which is scary because that never happens nope. when everybody. I've got Duke. I've got Duke beating Marquette, ironically, coming out of that bracket. Then on the other side, Texas, as you have, and then Kansas. Uh, then, uh, Texas playing Kansas and one of the final four Alabama playing Duke. I've got Duke beating Alabama and then I've got, uh, Kansas beating Texas. And then I've got Duke beating Kansas for the national championship. And I, I, I got to give Ken Wallington. If you listen to last week's show, Ken Wallington, with after Duke had just won their first round game, he picked Duke to win the ACC tournament. And then he said, Hey, tack on six more wins after that, because they're winning the national championship too. I hope he's right, man. Yeah. I do too. I mean, I do too, but, uh, I've got, I got to tell you sweet 16 wise though. I've got four ACC teams. I think Virginia makes it to the, uh, sweet 16. They'll get knocked out by Alabama at that point. Probably I've got state winning. I've got NC state beating, uh, Creighton. I think that's a very winnable game. And then, uh, then I've got them being UCSB cause I've had, I have UCSB knocking Baylor off in the I first round. So state versus UCSB, state to the Sweet 16, and then losing to Arizona at that part point. But I think that would make Greg Clemens and Tammy Kelly happy, don't you? Yep. It. I just don't know what state team shows up. Does the state team show up that blew out Virginia Tech, or does the state team show up that lost badly to Clemson? Not one time to Clemson. Not two times to Clemson. Three times to Clemson. That's what we were talking to Kip Kroger about in the first hour was, you know, him being a big state state guy. Hey, as long as they're not having to play Clemson, they're fine. Here you go. Kansas State's record. Ready? Yeah. 23-9. and Duke's played more games than they have. Yeah. 23-9. and But they played in that. The the best conference. I know. I'm doing that on purpose that – he, the ACC gets under-ranked, and they he, have been for the past couple of years, and I think it happened again this year. Here's my biggest problem. Well, one of my problems with the whole selection process, and we can dive deep into this and spend 10 hours doing this because that's what ESPN does. But West Virginia at 19 and 14. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth team out of the Big 12. Like, wow. can we not put a rule in, like with college football, that you have to win six games to be bowl eligible? I think the number should be you have to win 20 games to be in the NCAA tournament. I have no problem with that. I think that's genius. Let me ask you this. Here's a good test for you. How many teams are in the Big 12? Don't look at it and tell me. Because I know. I've looked it up. I talked about it last week. I mean, there's 13, 14 now? 10. 10. How many teams are in the Big 10? Uh, how many teams are in the Big 10? There's 13 or 12. 15. 15. So you got it. The name of your conference is Big 12 and you have 10 teams. The name of your conference is Big 10 and you have 15, dude. I just. So they get seven. They get seven out of their 10 teams in. That's going to be the conference. Well, I say that and then I got Texas in the final four. But um, yeah, I mean. And then you look at the Big Ten. Oh, who'd you have winning the national championship? I don't remember you telling me. Or I got you? Bama. You got Bama winning. Okay, and we we were up against the clock. Should Bama even be able to play? If you're the commissioner of the NCAA, are you allowing that their number one player from Alabama to even play, dude? He was an accessory to a murder. 
He drove a vehicle, and I've done a lot of reading on this, and done a. Well, you're more I, that's you're more I'm, educated on, on it than I am. So the the guy who killed the the single mom said, "Bring uh, drive the car. My piece is in there." Well, maybe he didn't use the word piece, but he alluded to his. Yeah. Gun. And the guy drove there knowing that he was going to be taking a gun out of the car. But oh, we're supposed to just overlook it and just you know, oh, you know. Come on, man. What 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 is wrong? Has he with been him? charged? He's never going to be charged. They're saying they're not going to charge him. That evident that he didn't know what he was doing. Even though they've got the text message from the guy who killed the single mom, right. his former teammate, saying, "Bring the car." It's not the word peace, and I don't have time to look it up because we are against the clock. But you know, come on. And it, well, twenty years ago, that kid is not playing, dude. I understand that, but I mean. The way the legal system is, Brian, if you're not charged with anything and there's there's no indictment and I understand what you're saying. It doesn't it doesn't pass the smell test and it Would he be playing should. for Tony Bennett? I don't think so. I I can just about guarantee you and yes, I'm a homer Brian, and all if that. You're the number one team in the country. And you're the number one overall seed. You ha- you've been between 1 and 5 all year and he's your catalyst. I I would like to think he wouldn't play him, but I don't know the answer to that question. It's just I know Tony Bennett and Tony. No, nah, I'm joking. I don't know Tony Bennett. I just don't think. Uh, I mean, I, I, just I mean, really I'll use think. this for example. Coach K's grandson got a DWI with Paulo Bencaro. He played the next night. I was in Durham for that game. Disgusting, man. Disgusting. Listen, Jason, I understand. Thank you for coming in. Yep. Go Duke. I mean, I am. I'm pulling for Duke. Yeah, I they've think got the kiss of death, man. There's too much national media on on them right now. Oh, I saw somebody say Oral Roberts was taking Duke out in the first round. If they, they do, everybody's brackets will be busted. You're right about that. Jason, thank you, buddy. Thank you. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up the show right after that. It's hump day. It's Wednesday, March the 15th in the year of the Lord, 2023. Huh. Are you guys, have you guys recovered from yesterday <laughs> yet? My cheeks are still hurting from trying not to laugh. Yeah. Yesterday was a, uh, <laughs> it was a show. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Uh, Time to play the birthday game. I'm Brian Hanks. He's John Dawson. He's Jonathan Massey. Yeah, uh, yesterday was. Don't do it. It really was my struggle. I get it. <laughs> wow. I want to have a good birthday game today, okay? Uh, yeah. uh, hey, guess what, John Dawson? What? Remember what I warned you about yesterday? Don't go too close to your shoes. <laughs> Well, that's obvious. Uh-huh. I mean, that's every day. Uh, it's an all-musician edition of oh, the birthday This is our penance for yesterday. Yes, right it is. Here. Yes, right. it is. What are you doing over there? Uh, you got it, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, I got it. I didn't like it, but I got it. <laughs> I didn't expect you to laugh. We better focus here. Mm-hmm. He's got five alleged musicians here. There you go. Uh, John Dawson, you won yesterday three to two. You lead six days to four and 29 to 21 overall on birthdays. You're dominating March, dude. Oh, the slow golf clap. Tell us about, uh, you know, just uh, we'll go ahead and jump into GoEco. Tell us about GoEco Office Automation. Well, GoEco Office Automation is run by Jacques Pasileg. Uh If you have a business or if you know anyone that has a business, they need to go down and see Jacques. He has the type of uh, know-how and the type of equipment that can take whatever you're doing 
and elevate it. You may be doing okay. Try not to make eye contact with your son over there. He's uh, he's throwing me off my game. So let me, let me show you cup. an easier way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But I was trying to listen to you. <laughs> what do your eyes hey, have you, to do? With you, you concentrate. Uh, I'm, I'm signaling ship. Around, he's signaling yeah. boats over here. Back to you, Brian. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, Jock Paslet runs Guico. If you need anything for your office, be it like a a big business that the public comes to, or even if it's a home office and you don't like people and you don't want anyone around you, he's got equipment for both situations. He can help you make more money. Back to you, Brian. <laughs> Back to you, Brian. Wow. Uh, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly with everything that you said there. Uh, if we want to call Jacques, what do we do? We try to get Merlin Olson Jr. over here to give us his phone number. What is his phone number, Merlin Olson Jr.? It's 252. 252. 286. 286. 53. 53. 53. 54. 54. There we go. And what are his websites, Merlin? Uh, GoEcoNC.com. Or what is GoEco.com? Why did his voice go up three octaves? I'm just just going through the Rangers today, Brian. There you go. There you go. Hey, did I tell you, John Dawson? Mm-hmm. We've got five musicians here today. Yeah, I updated my life insurance before I got over here. There you go. Hold on. Let's uh, do the first one here. Did you update his? <laughs> I changed the <to> beneficiary. <laughs> I know this song. Okay, uh, he's the lead singer and frontman of this band. Sugar the Sublime. Ray. Oh, but good guess. I can see where you think that. You said that too, right? I said Sugar Ray. Oh, it is Sugar Ray. Oh, yeah, you're huh. right. Lead singer? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, it's the guy he hosted Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, or ETV or whatever. Well, yeah, well, uh, yeah, Entertainment TV. I can't think of his name. Mark McGrath. There you go. Mark McGrath. Today is his birthday, John Dawson. By Sugar Ray. I've never... I, I, he was a good whatever. boxer. Uh, you know, I don't... God bless his soul. I just want to fly. the roof. <laughs> For Mark. Oh, oh, oh. I just want to fly. You know what's great about this song? When you're in a bad mood, you can change fly to die. <laughs> which, which, let's be honest, if you're listening to this song, it should be the word anyway. God. Okay, Mark McGrath over there, uh, John McGrath. How old is he today? Need a strong rope, rickety chair. Um, <laughs> let me see. Um, uh, 48. You say 48. What about you over there, Mizzle? 49. He was born uh, March 15th in the year of the Lord, 1968. He's 55 today. Get out of Boston. I will not. And I was just, I was, I was very surprised. When I, saw, I knew that one would throw you guys off. He's easy on the eyes, though, you know, and I know that uh, that uh, you find uh, men repugnant. Yes, I do. <laughs> but I mean, he is. But I don't mind if you do. Thank you. Don't. He said, "Get out of Boston." <laughs> he did say, "Get out of Boston." That's for sure. Okay, here's our next birthday. <laughs> oh, come on, man! This is awesome. I know. It's just my for oh. my ears to stop bleeding. Oh, okay. I love this song. This oh, the Twisted in- Sister. It is Twisted yeah. Sister. We talked about this movie a few weeks ago uh, when they're going across from Boston to when they're going from uh, oh, uh, road, road trip. trip. Yikes. You, I, 
Come on now. It's a turn off your brain. It is a it is a great movie, but it is a bad movie. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, say uh, it's good. As long good. as we're on yeah. the same page Oh, here. absolutely. It's a terrible movie, but it's funny. Oh, yeah. And I laugh about 30 times. And it's a, we talked about, I've got it on VHS tape in that closet is, right there. The real skinny guy in that movie. He was he's in got initials. What's his? It's uh, looks like he's got worms. But he was in another. He was in a movie called The New Guy with Eddie Griffin, mm-hmm. which was funny. This was another one of those terrible. I'm terrible finding ones. it for you. Yeah, it was uh, DJ Qualls. You remember the girl he hooks up with in uh, Road Trip? Yeah. I recently thought she passed away in real no. life. No, yeah. she's a big old girl. Yeah. Yeah. I, love I always that loved that. He he gets on the bus and he's got uh, some undergarments and he holds them out like this. <laughs> he's parasailing. Well, no, he's bragging that you know because he. I know, he, but he they were. His, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he holds them up. Everybody hang, goes. Whoa! Like he's a hang got a hang glider going on. <laughs> but this was a very good part of that movie. This this song right here. I want to rock by. Hold on, hold on. Love that song. You know how, how Howard Stern used to look like a nerdy accountant with the mustache. Do you know who got him to start dressing like a heavy metal guy with the long hair? D. Snyder. No way. Yes. D. Well, Snyder and D. Snyder's wife got Stern to start dressing the way he sounded like a rock guy. I like it. Rock! Rock! All right, that's enough. The lyrics are real hard, as you like to say. I don't know how they remember this. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. You think they held lyric sheets as uh, I'm trying to figure out how long it took to write it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What was their other real famous We're oh, not going to take it. Yeah. yeah. So, when I was in high school, obviously, you know, I wrestled. And we during practice one day, our heavyweight was a black guy named Justin yeah, Wellington. Hold on. Yes. People know the song, Brian. So, Justin starts think, singing this song because he wants practice to be over. Yes. And the coach said, if you can tell me who sings that song, we'll, we'll stop running. And I'm standing right behind him, and I just go, Twisted Sister. And he goes, Twisted Sisters. And I was like, oh, <laughs> That's awesome. That, so we that, wasn't, that wasn't close enough? No. No. Oh, he added that S, and I knew immediately we were yeah. going to be going for another couple miles. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations on that. I love Twisted Sister, man. I mean, that, now that's our generation. Probably more my generation what, than yours. Other but. than these two songs, what song? Don't look at your phone. Don't, don't look at know. your phone. I don't know. I, I'm looking to see if I recognize it. I don't. Didn't they do, like, schools out for summer? That oh, was uh, uh, Alice Cooper. Oh, oh yeah. It wasn't Ozzy? That was Alice Cooper. Yeah, that's right. I trust you. Believe me, I trust and you. And the cover was by Crocus. Okay. Do you know Zoe Deschanel or however you say Zoe her? Deschanel. She was in The New Guy? Yeah, she was. She was in his little band. Okay. Dude, I have a Zoe. How do you say her name? Zoe Deschanel. I got a blind spot for her, man. I'm telling you. I think it's a nice way to say it. I just, I, I find her, it's I not find a, her I not. Repugnant. I love the fact that somebody in Hollywood said we're going to put her in a role where she's supposed to be nerdy and not good looking. And then she takes her glasses off, and all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, yeah. she, she, she rings my bell, man. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, D. Snyder to you. Uh, 73. You say 73. Who got Mark McGrath? You? Yeah. Who got Mark Me. McGrath? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, you said... Se- what did I say? 73? Sure. Uh, what do you say, uh, John Dawson? 70. He was born uh, March 15th, 1955. He's 68 today. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
So it's tied up one to one, man. Now this is I've been saving this for a couple of days. Uh, we talked terrible. about it. <laughs> I loved him on Sex in the City though. Well, you want to start talking about Sarah Jessica Parker? She'd make a freight train take a dirt road. <laughs> wow. Okay, I've been looking forward to talking about this for a while because I listened to Rolling Stones podcast about pet sounds, mm-hmm. and uh, so, but it's not uh, uh, Brian Love. It's like Brian Wilson or Mike or, Love or. Damn, I got it mixed up. Yeah. It's Mike Love. Today's Mike Love's birthday. Yeah. Brian Wilson's one. I He's learned, the songwriter. Yeah. And I just found out so much stuff about him that I didn't know. And, I did, you know, and, of course, in that 500 uh, songs podcast that mm-hmm. I've tried to get you to listen to that has a that British That I have guy, listened to. That I can't stand his voice because he's just too British. But, anyway, that's a guy, we've already gone over that plenty of times. I didn't realize just how Brian Wilson really, I mean, legit – has some mental issues. I mean, mental health issues. I just watched a documentary of my dad a few months ago, and it's Brian Wilson riding around with this. It's a, it's a friend. I don't know if the guy's a doctor, but he's a friend. He's somebody he trusts. He's got trust issues. And they just drove around going to different houses, and well, that's where I wrote that song. This is where I wrote that. Yeah, he's, he's got his, his dad messed him up. He can only hear out of one ear because his dad punched him so hard. So the guy who did all this music hears in mono. And he's a genius, is he not? I mean, from everybody you listen, I mean, I'm talking about well, the, he, you, he, okay, he is a songwriting genius, but it gets amplified a little bit because of his mental state and what he went through with his family. Pet Sounds is a great album, but is not in no form that or fashion. That is where I it was is going. Nowhere, it is not the second greatest album of all time. They had Cameron Crowe talking about it and a couple other mu- you know musical no. elites. I guess I just did uh, air quotes. But they said Pet Sounds was the number two well, album of all time. They did that same list back in the 80s, and it didn't even make the list. So, I mean, wow. it's all subjective to who's in the room at that time. Well, I was so inspired by listening to this podcast, this mm-hmm. uh, Rolling Stone podcast, that I was driving back. Now, this has been a week and a half mm-hmm. ago when I was out at ECU, but I put on Pet Sounds, or I, you know, And it's to good. It. It's good. But it's that's solid, it. But, but I, lo- I mean, I love this obviously god only knows which god yeah i love this song man i mean i honestly do man it's and there are deeper reasons and we'll mm-hmm. I don't, you know what we're on a high i don't feel like mm-hmm. getting low today but it's just it's such a are you familiar with this song amazing god only knows it's amazing but sloop john b that is a great song what's the first song on uh wouldn't it be nice wouldn't it be nice how'd you find it i went to I- apple itunes and wouldn't it be nice? That's a great song. It's a great album. Yeah, that's a lot. But it's, it's not only the second best album ever made. Thirty-eight minutes. The whole album, I know. And thirteen songs. Yeah, yeah. That's little tight, nice yeah. songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those are the only three that I knew. Not that I had, and I know you're gonna bang on me for well, they, they, they didn't make it on the radio. <laughs> no, I deserve it. But those are the only three songs I knew. I haven't even heard the other songs before outside of me listening to them for the first time. And to me, a great album is like, uh, I don't know, like Octoon Baby that has all the stuff. Dark Side of the Moon. But, but that you Octoon know Baby thing. has a lot of songs that were never played on the radio. You just let them know them because, because of your YouTube fan. fan. Yeah, you're and right. I will And I will make the argument that some of the best songs on there are not radio songs. Acrobat, Acrobat and Love is Blindness are not radio songs. It you're should right. be, but they're not. Well... Okay, 
My, okay, just throw out greatest albums of all time. See, because I wouldn't, because I've first time I ever listened to Pat Sounds. Dark Side of the Moon. Who's yeah. next? Um, Octoon Baby. Octoon Baby. Thriller. And I'm not being and sarcastic, dude. Thriller is a great album. Well, anyway, watch. Anyway, those would be. I, I agree with those that you just mm-hmm. said. But I would throw Thriller in there. I would throw Purple Rain in there. Princess Purple Rain, dude. There's a lot of great music on that on that album, dude. What is what was number one on the list? I don't even know. I was, I'm assuming they're going to be homers and just say. Yeah, no, like I think the, it was Beatles. I think it was. It, I was about uh, to say the White Album or White, White album. album. Sergeant Pepper isn't the best album either. Hey, now there's some crap on there. I'll That's give what you I'm that. saying. Yeah. If there's crap, it's not well, the best album like ever made. Six incredible. If it's the, the greatest album, songs, if yeah. it's the greatest album ever made, every track's got to be a winner. And there, there are some clinkers on there. Hold on, I'm looking. Is at White it. Album overrated? I yes, feel like it, it should is. be a single album. There's a lot of junk on it. If it was a single album, you took off all the junk, it would be a pretty good. But if you had the album in front of it, you would skip half of it and listen to half of it. I don't even know if I would do that. Well, I'm just saying. But you know, <laughs> Google is just not being it's my silly me today. being logical. I mean, those lists aren't scientific. It's just oh, who's just they've got an agenda to push, and whoever's publicist is paying them more that month. Mike Love. <laughs> Mike Love. How old is he today over there, John Dawson? Um, Boy, have fun uh, cutting all this and uh, editing this one. Well, okay. Brian's dad sold the rights to their catalog back in the 60s for like, I don't know if it was 30 grand or 300 grand either. I think maybe it was 300. Way it- but um, so Mike Love has run that like that band like McDonald's ever since since they got uh, Murray out of there um, and for a second I thought you were talking about his I'm like no, how no, would he no, get no, rights no, no, to no. it no <laughs> I knew what you were talking about it took me a second I'm like because yeah. of Mike Love's birthday so I'm like <laughs> uh, 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 80 you say 80 what do you say over there Mizzle 79 uh, 79 no he was born March 15th, 1941. That means he's 82 today. There you so, go. So, uh, what was the score? It was one to one. So, yeah, two to one. one. I like it. Uh, we've got, hey, guess what? We've got another musician here, and you're not going to like this. I'm just going to go ahead and tell <laughs> you. So, you might as well. Uh, yeah, I would ask you what your favorite song is by this band, but I know you don't have one. Whichever one's the shortest. <laughs> getting ready to get stupid, isn't it? This an asthma attack? Brian, I'm telling you right now. He's uh, the lead member. He was a founder of this band and lead member of this band. Is it William? Well, that's not how you say it. That's how I'm going to say it because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> he was born William James Adam Jr., but we know him better as... Will William. I am. I'll turn it down ah. out of respect to you. I'll turn it down out of respect to you because... There's a cat. There is a cat. Get back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's scared of everything, so it's not going to take anything for you to do that. Today is Will I Am's birthday over there, uh, Jonathan. You're not a Black Eyed Peas fan? Is anybody? I am. Say, dog. Their Brian. career has really flourished over the years. It has. They've made millions of dollars, and this is a great song right here. I play this pretty much every uh, baseball game that I cover, uh, that I do. 
And it's a good song because, I mean, the kids like it. Older people like it. It's really non-offensive. It's really cool. Do you know the song is? Uh, Just let's get it started. No. Something. Oh, I'll play that next, though. Tonight's going to be a good yeah, night. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Here you go. The lyric. Here's the title right here. And Other Lies. I got a feeling. Anyway. That tonight's going to be a good night. That tonight's going to be a good night. That's okay. 46. You say that he is 46 today. How old today is Will I Am? 47. He was born March 15th, 1975. It means he's 48. Mm. John Dawson. Rarit. Rarit, indeed. You've already clinched today. <laughs> you lead three to one. Oh, I love this song. Brian. I know. I'm get, Hey, I'm getting the next one up, okay? You don't have to turn lies. it up while you're doing it. <laughs> and other lies Brian tells us. Yeah. Sounds like a computer warming up. It might be, man. I, man, you talk about finding a good song. I, I saved the best for last year. Oh, you want to hear something terrible? I think I just did. <laughs> well, more so. What? Uh, the Rolling Stones, Bono, and Fergie shared a stage at the oh, Rock and did. Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's the lead singer of this band. God, I love this song. Don't blow me out, dog. I turned it down. But you got to hear it. Well, I see him on the TV preaching about the promised land. Why are you shaking your head? He tells me is this Brett Michaels? Jesus it is Brett Michaels indeed. And now I know why he's shaking his head. What's wrong? This is poison. Because you picked... Lord, and I'm going to paraphrase you. The girliest song. Wait a minute. Yeah. Is that what it is, John? We're going to get it to the chorus. I'm telling you that. You might as well wrap your mind around that, John Dawson. Can you fast forward? <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny. This is uh, something to believe in by Poison. You better put some respect on that, dude. They are. You know what I don't believe song. in? This what? being played on the radio ever. <laughs> dude, this is I'm anti-Poison. Someone would call you the antidote. <laughs> can't forget. Hold on. You know who likes poison? You know who doesn't like the volume going up and down? The guy who puts the show together. <laughs> who likes poison? I would I would argue. Uh, hold on, Satan. hold on, hold on, chorus. Hold on. And give me something to There's Lord above. Give me something to believe in. Oh, if you didn't have any cheese on your grits this morning, just put them up close to the stereo. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, I would say either homicidal or suicidal people. God. Brett Michaels, how old is he today there, John Dawson? You've already won. Just say a number. 54. <laughs> you say 54. Jonathan Massey? 55. He was born uh, March 15, 1963, so he's 60 today. Brett Michaels, The Sound of My Youth. Oh. Dude, I know, sorry. with the volume. Ouchie. Hold on, chorus. I love this song. Sneer all you God. This is a great song. Turn that down so I don't have to yell and I'll retort. Okay, you. retort. I want to somehow believe that bandana's there for cosmetic purposes. 
Don't know. It very well might be. Uh, hey, local birthdays here today. Uh, Harlan Neal, who a uh, great guy. Spent some time with him last week in Greensboro at the ACC tournament. Big, big Duke fan. Uh, how about our good friend Ryan Herman? You remember Ryan Herman? I do. Former sports editor of the Kinston Daily Free Press. Uh, what we is Ryan doing now? I don't even know. I think he went back to school and got his master's, I think. And then he, I don't even know what he's doing. He's, I need to have him on the show. You would I interview feel, him. Yeah, I feel like he's probably in corporate America now. He probably sold out. <laughs> he, hey, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> he made Making mis- real money now. Yeah. He, he yeah. made the mistake of getting married and having kids. Dude, he loves his wife, and he's got two beautiful kids. And thank God. You know what, though? Ryan Herman, I can say this now because he doesn't work for me anymore. He's a damn good-looking man, John Dawson. Brother, I don't believe I'd have told that. <laughs> he is. But, uh, man, he was a sports editor right after me here in Kinston, and just uh, I think the world of him. He's a good guy. I hated when he left Kinston. I really did. Hey, and, he opened uh, the door for some other folks to come in. There so. you go. And they did a great job. Yeah, and Tina loved him. Tina loved her, uh, loved her some Ryan Herman. I can tell it's because you because he was before. a Duke fan. He was I, a huge Duke fan. I want it noted that I just put the ball on a tee for him I and, know. like, scraped the grass away <laughs> for him, and he just didn't take a swing. It's, I'm still emotional over listening to Brett Michaels saying, uh, you know, <laughs> Brother, you wouldn't admit that either. <laughs> I don't know if I would have told that. Well, I got one that's going to make you emotional. I mean this sincerely. Uh, the late J.J. Thompson. Today is his birthday, yeah. too, and I know what he meant to you uh, over at Green Central. I'm going to pop this down. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk about. Uh, yeah, J.J. Was, uh, was a great guy. And uh, he was he was taken and just way too soon. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't remember right off. I want to say he might have had some form of cancer too. I told this story last year on his birthday. Uh, he always picked because you know I wrote a lot about him when he was at Green Central and just well, a great. There's a athlete. lot to write about. Oh, he was amazing. One of the best athletes between, I've covered since I've been here. Between him and Brandon Sutton, that was a heck of a class to graduate. Man, in. that was. And you were part of that class. Yeah, I was uh, just a little overshadowed. <laughs> just a little bit. But, uh, J.J., you know, I wrote so much about him, and I remember seeing him. Uh, wasn't he helping coach or something? Yeah, that's what I was – yeah, he, he went back to Green Central, and I think he was working as an assistant. And I remember the – I can tell you the words we said to each other the last time I saw him. He was like, Brian – in fact, no, heck, he didn't call me Brian. He called me Mr. Hanks. He was mm-hmm. just that guy. Mr. Mm-hmm. Hanks, you're going to be writing another story about me. And I'm like, okay. He's like, yep, uh, when I finish uh, – and I think it was when they discovered – you know, when he was battling, he's like, I'm going to beat this, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm going to be a head coach somewhere. I'm going to win a state championship. You're going to have to write about me again, Mr. Hanks. Uh, he would have been probably my age yeah. today, 34. You guys graduated the same year. And, uh, Until same. tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. There you go, and thank you so much, uh, Jonathan. And like I said, just uh, JJ, just one of the great guys uh, that I ever covered and uh, sorely, sorely, sorely missed. Listen. Fast-moving show again. Really do appreciate uh, the the folks who joined us there. Kip Kroger in our first hour from from Ted Lasso. Thank you again to Jonathan Massey for coming on with me and to Jason Bryant here in our second hour. Really do appreciate all of them. Uh, Again, and I appreciate Junius, who uh, was not able to join us. Or, no, he was going to join us, but I asked him if he might have given up his slot today. Just a good guy. He will be back next week for sure. Hey, tomorrow we'll have Shane Albee on in our first hour. I'm also going to have uh, a couple of baseball coaches on tomorrow. We're going to – we had uh, Jackson Massey on on Monday. I'm hoping, efforting – to get uh, some of our local baseball coaches on tomorrow and on Friday. Listen, have a great, great, great hump day. 
We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.